You have now entered Joe's Common Sense, where Joe uses common sense to make sense of today's political scene. Now, coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska, Middle America, here's your host with a degree in political science, Joe Pilas. Common Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. Today's Saturday, November 13th. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Dry Creek Feeders Wagyu and Certified Black Angus. Some very good beef. Very good beef. So, man, I don't know. Where do we start? Where do we start with this country? How do, how do, how do we get to calling someone a white supremacist who, who shoots three white people? How is that white supremacy? Somebody can answer me that. I'd, I'd love to hear that. Meanwhile, President Biden calls Satchel Page a great Negro. He's a good old boy. A great Negro. But a 17-year-old white kid is a, is a racist. Who's cleaning graffiti, who's helping people. He's a racist. Meanwhile, Biden goes, if my opponent wins, they're going to put you all back in chains. These are all direct quotes from the president, by the way. Unless we do something about this, my children are going to grow up in a jungle. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You can't go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. I do not buy the concept popular in the 60s, which said we have suppressed the black man for 300 years. We Delawareans were on the South Side in the Civil War. Plus, we have the fact that his son uses the N-word repeatedly on videos that are on his laptop. But Satchel Page is a great Negro. So who's the real white supremacist here? I mean, I'm just... I'm tired of everybody's a racist, everybody's a supremacist. We're all terrorists. People, we got to rise above. And we saw this in these elections in Virginia. You know, in some of these other states, we're seeing a red wave. We're seeing people more getting involved in more local races. As well as we should be. We should be involved in these local races. This is where these people are formulating this policy. I don't know if you guys just just saw, but uh, the Scottsdale School District, their superintendent, had a thumb drive with 47 parents' information on it. The information included credit reports, um, where they lived, what they did for a living, income, taxes. And what did these 47 parents all have in common? These 47 parents had in common is that they questioned the school district. These parents dare question critical race theory and things that are being taught in the school. So how does a superintendent of a school district get away with having that kind of information on people? Apparently, he hired private investigators who showed up at every school board meeting and took pictures of every car in the parking lot. And then they ran everybody's license plate. And then they got all that information, compiled it on the list, and gave it to the superintendent to handle the troublemakers. 
So who are the real terrorists here? I mean, who are the real domestic terrorists? Parents who want to have an, an input in their kids' education? I mean, weren't teachers complaining that parents don't care what their kids do in school? And now that parents are suddenly interested in their kids' education and what's going on in the school, they're a, they're a terrorist? They're, they're, they're so bad that uh, we, we keep information about them on a thumb drive? And you guys heard, I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard, hopefully you have, that the, uh, the school association, the White House, and the CDC, and the Department of Justice conferred for up to three to four weeks before they issued the letter asking for the Department of Justice help to combat the domestic terrorism that's going on. So they just didn't write this letter they were coached by the White House. They were coached by the DOJ. But but Trump, but Trump's an authoritarian. I mean, when are you guys going to wake up? When is this country going to wake up? They're doing whatever they want. They're doing whatever they want. I mean, let's let's look now. You know, we've got the whole Russian collusion thing finally, finally fell apart. We finally, the Durham probe, finally, you know, we arrested the person who gave all the false information, the one who, who got the information for the FIFSA warrant. And we also find out that his national security advisor, uh, Jake Sullivan, was the State Department official that was talked about in the very Durham probe. But now he is... Biden's national security advisor. And his wife is also works at the Department of Justice as an attorney. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Because the Durham indictment lays out a scenario in which an unnamed Clinton campaign lawyer exchanged emails with the Clinton campaign's campaign manager, communications director, and foreign policy advisor Jake Sullivan concerning the Russian Bank One allegations that Sussman had recently shared. But I'll tell you, you know, you look at his national security advisor, and the guy's in his 40s. What experience does he have in dealing with any foreign countries? If anybody could tell me anything, nothing? Right, he's just, he's a lapdog of the Clintons. So his wife... Jake Sullivan's wife clerked for the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, when he was a D.C. Circuit Judge, and is now counsel to Garland at the Department of Justice. Isn't that cozy? In addition, Jake Sullivan's brother, Tom, serves as Deputy Chief of Staff for Policy at the State Department, and Tom's wife, now his brother's wife, holds a top position as the Acting Assistant Secretary for Legislation in the Department of Health and Human Services. <laughs> so everybody was worried about the Trump family. Meanwhile, we keep seeing this over and over again, and this is the deepest it's ever gone. I mean, you look at the average age of a national security advisor, it's it's 55. He's 44 years old. He's a kid. But Biden's brought him along. I mean, from Benghazi to Hillary Clinton's emails to the Steele dossier to the Afghanistan disaster, Jake Sullivan's name is involved in all of it. And I mean, the ethical questions alone 
with his wife attached to Garland in a top advisory role at the DOJ, I mean, how is that not unethical? I mean, if he, if he isn't a target of the Durham investigation, which he should be, I mean, his continued presence in the Biden White House speaks volumes about, oh, we're going to be open and honest, and we're not going to have family members, and... I mean, this is one of the worst administrations ever, people, and, and we're not even a year into it. We're not even a year into it. So if this was, uh, if this is what the adults are in charge looks like, I'm really, really disappointed. If you voted for Biden, please, please talk to me. Please go to my Facebook page. Please let me know why. Please tell me how you can continue to support this administration. I mean, they go to the environmental con, you know, the environmental convention in Stockholm, and Joe Biden takes eighty-five cars, eighty-five cars. <laughs> I mean, if you believe anything these people say anymore, if you believe anything on the news, you're just—I don't know what to tell you anymore. You know, we look at this whole Rittenhouse trial. And the fact that we've got a white kid who killed white people, but it's racist. It's just, thank God the judge in that trial, I don't know if you guys have seen any of this, but the judge in the trial has really admonished the prosecutor. I mean, he challenged Rittenhouse on why he chose to remain silent. Um, because it's my constitutional right. Um, because that's the Miranda law. I mean, come on. It's like these people have no understanding of the law, and this is the district attorney for Kenosha, Wisconsin. Are those the same people where uh, that murder show on Netflix maybe was filmed? About a murderer or whatever? <laughs> but we look at this, and, and we see these people, and, and, and we see the prosecution's witnesses verifying that it was self-defense i mean and i don't know if you guys were watching but as soon as that uh, one kid testified the one who had the gun who was a felon in possession of a gun shouldn't have had a gun in the first place so i mean i don't know why we're not asking that question how did he get a gun but anywho he proved their case and and just to watch the prosecution put his put his face in his hands i mean it was just hilarious so, you know, they decided to go ahead and put Kyle on the stand, which is fine. That's his right. You know, and as he was testifying, he started to cry. The kid's 17 years old and he killed somebody. So what does the left do? What does the left do? You got Dave Batista, whoever that is, some freak on, I don't know, Galaxy of the whatever, whatever movie. I guess he's in the new Dune movie. I couldn't tell you who he is or what he does. Uh, basically put out a tweet that said, F Kyle. So we've got a grown-ass man in Hollywood telling a 17-year-old kid to F off. And then what does LeBron James do? Oh, LeBron James decides to throw his two cents in and goes, oh, it looks like he ate some lemon heads because that's the worst acting job I've ever seen. And I, I don't know if any of you follow him on Twitter um, I did just for the fact so I could see what happened because of this. And he got eviscerated by everyone. I mean, LeBron James is crying on the sideline when he got a cramp. I, I didn't know there were like almost 75 different pictures of him crying at different things. 
But I'll tell you that his Twitter feed was full of it. A grown-ass man calling out a kid who has PTSD, probably, from taking another person's life. He obviously didn't want to kill the person, or he would have just come in there and shot the whole place up. Instead, he kept his gun down until somebody advanced on him with a gun. And then somebody smacked him over the head with a skateboard while he was on the ground. I mean, it's self-defense, pure and simple. You know, he killed someone who went to prison for molesting like six boys. He should have a medal. But this is the left. You know, I used to love watching Top Chef, but apparently Padma, the host of that, decided she had to throw in her two cents too. And, and it's just amazing because the same guy who testified that he raised a gun to Rittenhouse goes on CNN that same night and tells CNN that my hands were in the air. And does, does Cooper Anderson say a word to the guy? Does he challenge him on his actual testimony in court? Dude, this is what you actually testified in court. You didn't say that your hands were in the air. None of the videos show that your hands were in the air. None of the FBI video, nothing showed that anything was in the air. So I'm, you know, I don't know. I hope this kid gets off on self-defense, and I hope this kid sues everyone who called him a white supremacist. Everyone. CNN, the newspapers, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden called him a white supremacist from the White House. I'm sure he was just told to say that because he probably doesn't even know what's going on. But, I mean, his mother's already talking about the fact that, you know, there will possibly be a lawsuit. And I, I believe so. I mean, the pres for the President of the United States to say something like that, you know, you're not supposed to comment on things to affect the outcome of an election or a court trial. But apparently it's okay for them. I'll tell you, it's just amazing. But now the left is starting to turn on themselves. So I don't know if you guys watch watch Real Time with Bill Maher. You know, I like Bill. I think he's a good comedian. I know he's a little bit liberal. But lately he's been slanting completely the other way. He had... Uh, this week it was about uh, the level of hate Americans have for each other. And the fact that, you know, they're claiming the election in Virginia was was white ignorance and white supremacy. I mean, so basically Bill says that he doesn't believe we're being led in the right direction by either side, which is which is true. I mean, it's true. It, it doesn't help when people, you know, see color. We need to be a colorblind society. Isn't that what Martin Luther King wanted? I mean, you're either a racist or you don't know you're a racist. I mean, in last week, you know, he went on about the fact about the, the CRT and was challenged by his guests in that. So people are starting to wake up. I mean, Bumar is a, a liberal, but he's not an uber liberal. I'm telling you people, these people are a small minority of the population and we're letting them run free in this world. We're letting them run free and do whatever they want in government. You see disastrous decision after disastrous decision. We have the highest inflation in 30 years in this country. I went to fill up my car the other day. It's a 2002 Buick. 
and it was $53 when it used to be 30 So let's go, Brandon. We've got to wake up. If you people thought that this was better than Trump, I mean, I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get the fact that everybody's okay with what's going on. Everybody's okay with giving up rights. You know, the only good thing is that we saw several states filed a lawsuit and got a temporary stay on the vaccine mandate. So if you have a company of 100 or more, you don't have to start that mandate yet. Well, number one, you know, there's no law on it because it's not a law. Mandate's not a law. You don't have to do it. Number two, there's been no guidance whatsoever as far as what you're supposed to do. It's ridiculous as we come to the end of this. Time and time again, we see the left without masks, but they're going to force your kid to wear a mask. And people are sick of it. I mean, in Omaha, there's only one school district, Omaha Public Schools, that still wear masks. Every other school district does not. Millard, Elkhorn, Bellevue, Papillion, La Vista, all the surrounding communities, nobody's wearing masks. But we're masking kids still. When we had like one hospitalization in the last six months for somebody under the age of 15. It's time to wake up, people. It's time to take control of this country. It's time to get involved in your child's life. can't believe teachers don't want that. They've been asking for that forever, but now that we're involved. And I credit this all with Zoom. I mean, I've had so many people tell me that they couldn't believe what they were hearing from their kid's teacher over the Zoom. And that really opened a lot of people's eyes. It's time we get involved at the local level. It's time we run for city council. It's time we run for school boards. It's time our voices are heard. We're the majority. I love America. There's a small portion of people that hate America, and they're the ones running this country. I mean, why am I paying three twenty at the pump, or you're paying $7 in California? Why? Why is he begging OPEC and Russia to increase production? Why don't we just continue with what we were on because, you know, before he took over, we were actually exporting oil for the first time in a long time. And, and, and now, with the white piece of a paper, we just wiped that all away. I just, I continue to weep for this country because I love America. Hopefully you love America. And hopefully we can get enough other people loving America so we can get back to where we need to be. God bless America. Thanks for listening to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Check out his Facebook page at Joe's Common Sense Podcast to leave your comments. Please subscribe and rate this podcast and tell your friends. Catch us back here next Sunday for another fresh new episode.